stay connected at urbanmusicreport.com for the hottest music and feature videos, fashion reports, sports stories, entertainment news, and technology updates at urbanmusicreport.com. Stay connected. Hi there. I'm Jack Marafi, and after many years of traveling to over 100 countries, I'm passing along my experiences to you. Join me, an affluent traveler, as we travel to the Cognac region of France. This is session two of my series, Six Fine French Wine Regions. In fact, Cognac, the name alone, conjures up a paneled room with a roaring fire. You're in a comfy, overstuffed chair. In your hand, a curved glass holds a dark chestnut-colored potion. The potion is, in fact, cognac, the end product of a system of converting wine to an excellent liquid that warms the heart and your entire insides. It is generally considered that the Chinese were the first to distill wine, said Francois Legrel of Cognac Hein. In order to make cognac, wine is heated in what is called the Charentaise method. And I don't get upset by these terms. It's roasted slowly in copper stills so that the alcohol is allowed to evaporate. But more on that later. It was the Germans that named it brandy. They called the result of distillation Gibranwein, which means burnt wine. But brandy is not cognac. Brandy is the generic name for any fruit wine that is distilled or roasted slowly. Cognac can only be from a listed zone in and around the town of Cognac. The British took credit for seeing the possibilities with the first mention of cognac, as they call it, cognac brandy, occurring in the London Gazette in 1689. But it was the Dutch who convinced the wine growers of cognac to distill their bland, acidic wine so they could transmit it without spoiling and put the liquid in small barrels. They, int they intrigued, they told them you should do that. And this was always a war going on in Europe, and the small barrels were actually easier to move around. The Dutch are no dummies. Cognac is a charming little town which had become rich through the salt trade. Virtually unknown until the ninth century, the town of Cognac became an acknowledged business center when the king of France gave the town the right to trade the highly praised white salt of the region known as white gold. Salt was required to preserve meat, and I walked the cobblestone streets of the town of Cognac with many timbered 400-year-old houses, and it felt like I was back in the Middle Ages. The town was the second stop on the route to the holy city of Santiago de Compostela in Spain. The walls of the city were actually built to protect the many parishioners who spent the night there. The robbers were everywhere during the heyday of the route in the 11th and 12th centuries. The city is found down the coast from another powerhouse wine city, Bordeaux, which sits on the Atlantic side of France. Bordeaux, by the way, will be the third session in our series, Six Fine French Wines. This is, Cognac is number two. In Cognac, I wanted to see just how this world-famous salt was harvested, so I wiggled my way onto the crowd of fishermen. The fishermen rushed to comb the area. They raked the large, pure salt so it would dry in the sun. That's it. The salt here is called fleur de sel, flower of salt, and is generally considered the finest in the world. The city of La Rochelle itself was a vast trading port in the 16th to 18th century, a really cool reproduction of Hermione, the ship of the Marquis de Lafayette is found there. Now what does that mean? Lafayette set sail from La Rochelle to aid Washington in the United States fight for independence. 
Much of cognac's wealth can be traced to the coastal trading until when brandy came back as a referred uh, alcohol. It was preferred by the English primarily. The Dutch who built and owned about 70% of the sailing vessels at the time brought the brandy to many ports of Europe. The high acidic level, which came in handy for the making of brandy, kept the wine from spoiling for a longer time in the hull of the boats uh, than fruity wine. So just how do you make brandy? Start with the Ugni Blanc, mostly grape, and maybe some Columbard and Faux Blanche. Again, there'll be no tests after this. These grapes have two characteristics perfect for cognac. They are late maturing varieties and offer good resistance to something called gray rot. They also produce a wine that has a high acidity level and generally speaking, a low alcohol content. By the way, this Ugni Blanc is the most popular grape in all the brands. One reason that the grape is a high natural yeast content. It's also known as Trebbiano in Southern Europe for you Italian-speaking folks. Cognac producers prefer these grapes. When you put these grapes in a vat, they automatically start fermenting. This mash is called must. Complete fermentation, as it's called, takes about two weeks. An alcoholic content of 7 to 10% is ideal. Distillation is simple. Don't, don't try it at home. Subject to heat, the alcohol turns to steam. As it cools, it turns into a liquid with a higher percentage of alcohol. Cognac is made just this way, and the law says it must be distilled twice. What distinguishes cognac from other distilling techniques is the use of an alembic or, top, or traditional copper still created by Arabs originally. And the second distillation, known as the heart or bunshauf, is also produces eau de vie, water of life. It's what preferred cognac houses like. At this point, the liquid is about 60% alcohol. It is then introduced into the barrels that have been prepared for their arrival. With great foresight, Louis XIV's minister of France, a guy named Colbert, in 1671, ordered the planting of great forests of Limousin and Tronquet oak with the intention of building a great fleet to compete with the British. There's always a war going on over in Europe. They were always fighting. Fortunately, these great forests yield the perfect barrels for cognac. I actually held one of the large barrels that was assembled without nails. It was held over a flash of flame shooting from the floor to singe the inside of the barrel, which gives the eau de vie its particular aroma, usually described as caramel. It's pretty dangerous stuff. The wood from the barrel, by the way, has aged in the great outdoors for about three years. Now you know what makes Hein Hein, said Francois Legrill, managing director of Hein Cognac, one of the great ones, founded in 1791. The way I see it, good cognac is created 10% by the wine, 40% by the distillation, and 50% in the barrel, said Oliver Blanc, who is the owner of Cognac Leopold Gourmel. So you can understand how important the barrel is to this whole process. As we finished tasting several bottles of the fabled liquid, I felt a warm glow. It was from a simple bottle of fine champagne, or fine champagne. The story goes that the same chalky soil as champagne exists in the cognac area, so they took the name, I was told. 
Along with the tasting, though, the 55-year-old bottle of talent was truly spectacular. It was housed in a hand-cut Baccarat bottle with a hand-cut silver net ring. A presentation box made by a renowned cabinet maker also designed to be used as a cigar humidor. Clearly, all this was just a tad above my pay grade, but the hind people never made it feel anything other than just another day at the office. Now you know what makes Hein, said Francois Legrill, managing director of Hein. Yeah, but we can't quite afford the, uh, the, the tariff for these beautiful boxes as well. But later on, we went to the cellars of another major cognac house, Pierre Farad. Monsieur Alexander Gabriel showed how their Selection des Anges, Selection of the Angels, matures in a proper cellar environment. The humidity allows interaction of the eau de vie with oak to reward with delicate scents of jasmine tea, honeysuckle, walnut, and vanilla. These guys get carried away with all these scents, by the way. But it takes a full-time pro to get them all. Describing each cognac essence is a task not taken lightly, since a published list of over 65 distinct aromas are said to have been found in the liquid. Certainly, there are variations in each cognac house's product, as each has their own formula. Tightly guarded, I might add. When cognac was not selling well, somewhere in the 13th century, the farmers ripped up the grapes and planted chestnuts and fruits. Fast forward to a new appreciation and then replanted. The designation of these areas and the quality of the soil remains. Hence, there are six areas that reflect more or less the better cognac grapes. Thus, the better wine, champagne, and petite champagne are usually considered the best. Then comes the bois, the Bois group, because the borders, the Bois, the Fin Bois, the Bon Bois, and the Bois Ordinaire is, you'll find a bottle mark, Fin Champagne, it's a mixture of Champagne and Petite Champagne grapes. So those six areas are designated the best in the area. But the main reason to visit Cognac is to taste the Grand Marc Cognac houses of Hein, Remy Martin, Hennessy, Pierre Fardin, Lallemand, Courvoisier, Camus, Otard, and even newcomer Leopold Gormel. They're not any testing on these either, please. As the ratings of Cognac houses it all over the place, you can't go wrong with XO, usually the best of each house. But there have been many new names on the market, as Delmans, for example, Reserve de la Famille, Reserve of the Family, Camus, Napoleon Vieille Reserve, you know what that is, Napoleon's Old Reserve, and Hennessy Paradise, Hein Antique. Marketing has reared its inventive head. Then there's always Remy Martin, Louis XIII, with a Baccarat bottle and about a $4,000 price. And they're worried about aging cognac. The older, the better, usually. And certainly, years are designated vintage years. They cost more, of course. Most of the houses open the doors to the public for a total submersion visit Les Domaines Remy Martin to enjoy a one-hour train voyage through the vineyard or even an all-day tasting. It is called Rendezvous with Louis XIII, the King of Cognac. The Museum of Cognac is a must-see designation if you ever get to Cognac, as it fully explains the fine art of the viticulture, distilling, aging, and the fascinating art of the liqueur des dieux. It called a fitting place to raise a glass to the liquor of the gods. Are you being audited? 
And do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Is the IRS threatening to take more of your money? Don't fight the IRS alone. The Tax Doctor is here to help you negotiate your tax bill and reduce your stress. The IRS can freeze your assets and seize your bank accounts, but you can stop these IRS actions. The Tax Doctor will work with you using our years of experience to represent your case to help you get the best resolution under the IRS guidelines. Help is here to deal with the IRS to reduce your stress. We've handled thousands of cases, so we know what we're doing. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, do not call the IRS alone. Call a tax doctor now for a tax emergency analysis. Call 800-586-7140. Stay connected at urbanmusicreport.com for the hottest music and feature videos, fashion reports, sports stories, entertainment news, and technology updates at urbanmusicreport.com. Stay connected. Thanks for listening to Cognac Session 2 of Six Fine French Wines and Regions. Check out the rest of the series on Jack's Splendid Wine and Food Show on Scram, one of the channels of H2O, the streaming network.